Welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm your host, PJ Burner, here with Kellen Allen. What's up, guys? And a returning guest to the studio, Brandon Meller. Hey, thanks for having me back. How are you, Brandon? I'm doing great. Good, man. It's Christmas season. It is Christmas season. In fact, it is the 16th if you're listening to this on Drop Day, and uh, we have an episode that's devoted to Christmas. So uh, we want to talk about Christmas traditions as we start here, and one of them that's out there that's kind of new that forced its way onto the scene maybe five years ago, six years ago, Elf on the Shelf. Do you guys do Elf on the Shelf? I don't do it. I don't do it. It's not in my house now. Yeah, well, I I don't do it either, but I've got a funny story about it. I've got a friend back in Missouri who uh, their family decided to do it, and the first year they introduced it, their son was like two, and they explained everything to him that this elf sits on the shelf and watches and reports back to Santa Claus and everything else like that. It's it's a little weird, um, but but hey, that's all right. It's it's a tradition. It's it's fun. Well, this two year old was like, I'm not having that. He's like, snitches get stitches. So the parents woke up the next morning, and they could not find the elf. And they're asking him. They're like, Where, where's the elf? And the two-year-old was like, I, he's, he's gone. He's, he's no longer here. I did not want him telling Santa Claus about my bad behavior. I'd be a little scared of that kid. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, don't yeah. close your eyes at night, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was, is this Kevin McAllister? Is this who did that? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we've got, I don't know what you guys have, but we've got this little people train that we bring out every year for our kids, and it's a Santa Claus train, and it's red and green, and it plays jingle bells or whatever. But we've also got a little people nativity. So we have like a little people mashup where Jesus, baby Jesus is riding the Santa Claus train with Santa Claus as the conductor. And uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, it's always funny to see how the kids uh, mix those up. You've got Santa Claus standing in the manger. Yeah, um, <laughs> a mishmash. Of, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. It is quite the mix-up. Yeah. But uh, hopefully, they they still understand the the gist of it. Kellen, what about you? What are some Christmas traditions that you guys have? Well, one thing we have going on right now is uh, the last few years we we'll do Christmas Eve at, at my in laws, and then we'll come back home. That way, the kids can wake up on Christmas morning at our own home. And what we've been doing is is trying to find a new breakfast dish, uh, something that. You know, it's simple, but that we can do that's fun for the kids. And so uh, we, we've tried, I think donuts is on the agenda for this year, but we've tried like cinnamon rolls. Uh, we Like making your own donuts? Like, make from from okay. scratch. Okay. And yeah, I, I, I got to be honest here. So the last two years, whatever creative dish, um, and this is my fault, it's been the first time that we've done it uh, on Christmas morning. It's it had strategy. Tried, yeah, yeah. I got, I, I've got to fix that this year because... The cinnamon rolls were subpar. We did a, a pizza, uh, and you would think a pizza is simple. Pizza but we, for breakfast? No, no, no. That was, sorry, let me clarify. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be bad. That'd be awesome. That wouldn't be bad at all. But we did that for, I think it was a lunch or a dinner, and we made the crust from scratch, and the crust just ra- raised up. It wasn't supposed to be, like, thick crust, deep but it dish. ended up it turned being, like, three pizza. inches thick. And yeah. it was supposed to be, like, a thin crust pizza. So I need practice before that. But that's been our uh, tradition so far. Awesome. Brandon, how about you guys? Yeah, I, I live in a house where my wife's main name is Claus. Claus. Yeah. Like Santa like, Claus. Like, no joke. No joke. Real now, joke. granted, there's no E at the end of it, but it's still Claus, and she grew up loving Christmas. So my in my household, the Christmas season starts the night of Halloween, right? Yes. So here at our church, we do big Fall Fest events, a big thing that goes on. We go home late at night from Fall Fest. We put up a fake tree. It's our, I already pulled out of the attic the day before. The fake tree goes up, and then the fake tree sits in the living room all of November. 
and then come day after Thanksgiving, we go get the real tree. Fake tree gets moved into another room, and then real tree gets decorated with the kids. We watch Elf. We do that whole thing. We drink hot cocoa. You know that whole thing. And then we've got the we've got two trees. We've got the real, the fake, and we're all about it. And so the lights go up quickly. I mean, we're we're all in on this. This is the greatest time of year. And then I go through the battle of how long does the real tree stay up? Can I keep it up and alive? Well, not alive, but at least looking alive until the end of January, because that's my wife would prefer that. She would prefer that. But uh, we'll see how long it lasts tw- this year. 12 days, man. 12 days of Christmas. Yes. Well, we it's like to celebrate it a lot, a lot. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's our tradition. We do the, the whole tree thing. Um, you know, we've got uh, a lot of different you know, things to do with the kids, advents, those kind of things. But uh, it's definitely the, the best time of year. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we want to talk about, as men, and it's cliche, but we see it all around. And, and it's true. We want to keep Christ in Christmas this year. So as you're thinking about Christmas, it's coming up in like less than two weeks at this point. What what are some ways that we as men can really focus to keep Christ in Christmas for our families to make sure that this is an intentional time where it's not just about the, the worldly perspective of Christmas, though some of that is, is, is fine and well and, and, and fun to engage with, but how can we make sure that this is an intentional time where we are spiritually shepherding our families well through this season? Yeah, you know, for for our family, you know, we've got a couple of different things. One being, you know, when we see, uh, you know, just reminding the kids, like when we see, you know, Christmas written out or Xmas written out, like just reminding them that it's about Christ, right? That's first and foremost, you know, what Christmas is. Christmas is not a time for gift, you know, just gift giving and, and Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. Christ is in Christmas. And then two, I mean, this, I don't know if this sounds silly to people, we do a birthday cake for Jesus every year with our kids. Happy birthday, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Like we, we, make it a, we make it a birthday party. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sing it, but yeah, no, you yeah. Should. You no. can, yeah, go ahead. No, uh, but it's, you know, it's a cool thing and it's become a tradition in our family where we straight up get a birthday cake and and we're saying happy birthday to Jesus. It's That's what this is all about, right? It's his birth. We're celebrating his birth. And so we turn it into a birthday party. Yeah, we still do all the other stuff and gift giving and you know, all the traditional things of Christmas, but there is a birthday cake involved. There is a happy birthday celebration yeah. you know, involved for our, our Lord and Savior. That's awesome. Yeah, and there's there's other men for you guys, family devotionals out there. I'd, I'd say a, a, a great one for you to pick up is by the Wearsbys, uh, Warren and David Wearsby. It's C is for Christmas is, is what it's called, and uh, it's just an easy book for you guys to go through. It breaks down uh, daily into different focus points. Like there's one article on the shepherds that you can re- read with your family that talks about who the shepherds were and why they were unlikely candidates to be the first ones to have the good news of Jesus Christ's birth announced to them. Uh, out in the fields. It talks about gifts and how we can give gifts and and think about giving gifts from the perspective of God as the gift giver and think about receiving gifts the way that uh, we think about Christ as the ultimate gift that we could receive. So it's a great devotional for you guys, for your family. Again, it's laid out alphabetically with different subjects. Uh, Peace, there's this, uh, one on, on Simeon, who was in the temple when Jesus was presented, uh, on the star that was there, and, and just different ways to think about these common elements of, of Christmas that we think about, talk about, hear about, uh, and redeem them for a good way. And there's other devotional elements out there as well. Advent calendars, I know, are big. Uh, Christmas lights. We had a, a message at our church given a while back on Christmas by our senior pastor here, Pastor Mike Fabares, and it was about why Christians should put up lights on their house, because we're celebrating the birth of the light of the world, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that, that even that is a testimony, and we can teach our kids that, that that's why we put Christmas lights up. Uh, Kellen, why don't you talk to us about some other ways that we can be intentional with this, uh, this Christmas season? Yeah, I think specifically with kids, but even just in our conversations, whether it be work, whether it be just, you know, out out in the public, just asking people those questions of, you know, hey, why do you put up lights? Or uh, do you know where 
Santa Claus came from. And I think one thing that we're doing with our kids right now is just, you know, constantly reading them the story of you know, the, the real St. Nicholas, right? He was a pastor in modern-day Turkey, and he was all about giving. Right? He, he wanted to provide and give, and he was, he was wealthy, and so he wanted to, he was blessed with wealth, and he wanted to give that away, right? And so when we think about the Christmas season, it's, it's about giving. It's not about consuming and how many gifts can I get and things like that. It's about how do we take, you know, what was originally started as this, this pastor over in, in, in Turkey and give with everything that we have. And then when my kids see Santa Claus, it's not about sitting on his knee and telling them everything that they want, but they get the image of like, okay, giving, giving, giving. And that's going to be the reason for this season. I just made a little rhyme there. Reason for the season. Yeah. I think it's been done before. I know. Um, yeah, but, but and you're right. And, and what drove Nicholas was an understanding of how much he had already been given by Christ. Right. Right. And, and that's something that's so important for us as well to, to instill in our kids. You're talking about talking about people, asking to people about uh, asking people about their lights or about um, this Christmas time. And one of the unique things that we need to seize on as as Christian men this time of year is the fact that people are willing to talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's almost culturally acceptable uh, to talk about Jesus this time of year. And not that we shouldn't when it's uh, other times of year, but we I think we need to seize on those opportunities and take advantage of that right now and make sure that we are using this Christmas season intentionally to evangelize. And so what are some ways that we should do that or, or how might that look in our families this year? I was taking a look at a survey that was just out there on the internet and you know, it, I think it's probably pretty accurate is uh, when we look at the American culture, they said 90% of Americans celebrate Christmas. And out of that 90%, only 46% celebrated as a religious holiday. So knowing that, going back to that 90%, knowing that people are actually celebrating that, using that as an opportunity of saying like, hey, why do you celebrate? And getting in the conversations that way. And, uh, you know, when people say, hey, we're doing this for Christmas, is, you know, being able to bring up, hey, do you have a church to go to? Because to your point, um, people would be accepting of it. They'd be like, well, I know why he's asking me that because it's Christmas season and being able to, to sort of take that bait, if you will, and, and, and get to the cross really um, with that and help them understand the true reason behind Christmas. Because I think we've gotten to a point nowadays where so many people just do a lot of things around the holidays without any reason behind it. And if we can provide that context and reason behind it, that might be a light bulb uh, for somebody to be able to say, hey, Maybe, maybe I will go to church because I forgot that's the reason for this. Right, right. And, and on that note, church should be a part of your Christmas celebration uh, for you and your family. And uh, you should know when your Christmas Eve services are. You should know uh, what your, your, your pastor is preaching through for Christmas. A lot of guys uh, will take a break from whatever their normal series is. I know we're doing that here at our church, and uh, they'll preach a, a unique Christmas series. And so often that is more of an evangelistic series because of what Kellen was just talking about, that there are unbelievers that are going to be here uh, more often than, uh, than maybe during other times of year. Um, Brandon, how about some of your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you've got an automatic, you know, on-ramp to talk about this stuff, right? Some of the hardest, you know, some, one of the hardest things of evangelizing or, or sharing with people is kind of how do you get this start, conversation started? How do you approach it? And hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, what are you doing for Christmas this year? And you talk to somebody and you engage in the conversation that way. Oh, hey, why don't you check out church, you know, and or, or what are your Christmas Eve services? And, you know, we know that most people, if, if you're going to church, like Easter and Christmas are the times when the churches seem to be the most full. So people are already most likely going, but it's like just to get that conversation moving and, pour, and pour, you know, pushing forward and then following up afterwards, right? And don't let it just be like a one-time thing. Oh, Christmas is over, on to the new year. You know, follow back up with those people, see what they learned, see what it was like to be, you know, at their Christmas Eve services and continue to kind of foster that, you know, that conversation. 
Yeah. Uh, also, one more follow-up thought on, on the church side. I know a lot of us travel around the holidays and travel around Christmas, and we are uh, out of town, and we're away from our home, away from our home church. Uh, men, don't let that be uh, an excuse for you guys to take the week off from church or not show up at church. Um, lead your family well. Find that church that you're going to be at uh, on Christmas Day, on Christmas Eve, whatever it may be for you guys, and, and still make sure that your family is there and attending and uh, and doing that. Again, that's a way to make make sure that that we're remembering why we're doing all this. And uh, and sometimes church kind of takes the back seat, and it's that thing that we have to do before we get to the the Christmas dinner or the the family events or whatever it is. Oh, well, we've got to go to the Christmas Eve service, and I think we need to really make sure that we're doing that with intentionality and and realizing that gathering corporately is the body of Christ together to celebrate the birth of Christ and everything that that means for us is, uh, is something that needs to be high on our priority list. Another thing that, that I want us to to be challenged by this Christmas season is, is to uh, maybe it's, it's even give permission to, to be joyful this Christmas season. Um, you know, Christmas uh, is, is the most wonderful time of the year, right? That like the songs say and things. And it's okay to, to engage with that. It's okay to be swept up in even the, the cultural excitement and buzz about Christmas if what's undergirding that for us as Christian men is an understanding of its significance for us as, as believers in Christ. And so so when you go to these shopping stores or anything and, and they say happy holidays, as, as believers, we're like on this hobby horse that that's, that's just an, a personal attack on me, right? And part of being joyful and leaving a good witness and a good testimony is not like spitefully growling Merry Christmas back at them but just saying, hey, Merry Christmas, yeah. and, and, and smiling at them, and being joyful, and being a, a good light in the community during this time. Yeah, it, being joyful, that's the key, right? Whether it's in your workplace, whether it's out shopping, grocery store, whatever it is, get swept up in it. Be, be happy that it's this time of year. Be happy that the culture has shifted its attention, whether they know it or not, to Christ this time of year. It's Christmas. Christ is in the name of this, you know, this holiday that gets you know, everybody going. So yeah, it, it's, a, it's a joyful time of year. Don't be the, don't be the bah humbug, the scrooge of, you know, of things because you're just ready to get back to the normal routine or you're kind of sick of it already. Oh, is, it, is this still happening? You know, enjoy it and, and again, use it as an opportunity to glorify Christ. Yeah, the guy that's like, you know Jesus wasn't actually born on December 25th, right? right. It's like that guy. It's like, yes. don't be don't that be guy. Don't be, don't that, be guy. that guy. Don't be yeah. that guy. I, uh, this time of year is is really about, you know, we can put pebbles in people's shoes with mm-hmm. just the way that we act, uh, being able to say, you know, when people say happy holidays, being able to say, you know, Merry Christmas. Uh, you, you don't know how God's working in those people's lives, that person at Starbucks, whomever it is, you just saying Merry Christmas, you just reminding people the, the Christ in Christmas is a good reminder to people that, you know, when they when you're long gone from that conversation, then they're constantly thinking about it. So I think that's one great thing just to be intentional about how we uh, have those conversations and the words we use uh, when we're talking to people. The other thing is just when you think about joy, just being able to reflect on God's grace and mercy. Uh, and we should be doing this at all times, but specifically during this time. Like, think back on this year. Like, how gracious has God been in your life? And allow that to really just just heighten your joy because of all the things that God has done for you uh, throughout the year and even throughout that holiday season. So doing that constantly will hopefully continue to streamline throughout the year, but it will remind you of how joyous we should be during this time. Right, because ultimately, I mean, the, the birth of Christ uh, culminates in, in the, the, the life he lived and the death that he died, and that's why he came. That's why he took on flesh. Philippians chapter 2 lays that out so clearly for us. 
Um, and so as we're celebrating Christmas, we also should be mindful of his grace, of the cross, of uh, the forgiveness of sins that are, is, is ours because he took on flesh, because he humbled himself uh, in such an uh, enormous way by, uh, by be, being found in the likeness of men and humbling himself, as Paul says, to the point of death, even death on a cross. So there, there should be joy, there should be rejoicing, there should be fun this Christmas. Men, make memories with your family, start and continue traditions. Um, like continuing to, the tradition of watching the Cowboys lose football games in yeah. December, but uh, start other traditions that are better than that, that that are more much better, than yeah, joy filled yeah. and, and happy and, and fun uh, with your families and, and be intentional this time of year. We're going to be praying for you guys along this line. We want to see this be a, a Christmas season that's unlike any other. We want you to be intentional, and so we will be praying for that as you guys continue to strive to be quality men of God. 